0: Just stand right now, just in his presence and just look at him right now. Just through the eyes of faith, just turn and put your focus, put all your attention on Jesus right now. God, right now, we just pray, Lord God, that any distraction, any hindrance right now would just be blown away right now by the wind of your presence. And God, right now, let our hearts be open, Lord God, to hear from you and meet with you, Lord God in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Why don't you take your seats. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, Darren and Rachel, for leading us this morning. Leone, Praise God. God's good, isn't he? What a great testimony of already this morning of God's healing, miraculous power. Uh, God's good, isn't he? Come on. Um, I want to continue this morning what I started um, last week, um, which was a series um, called Beloved. And if you missed last week, I encourage you to listen to the podcast and um, if you... Um, even if you were here, listen to the podcast anyway, because um, I, you know by now I like to use lots of Bible, okay? So um, often people will come up at the end and say, oh, you know, what was that scripture you read or what was this? You can listen to it again, so there you go. Um, so uh, beloved, Paul, uh, Paul's prayer in the book of Ephesians to the church in Ephesus was this, that you will be rooted, everyone say rooted. Everyone say established. That you will be rooted and established in what? In love. So that the, the thing that you put your roots down into, the thing that you draw your life source from, the thing that sustains you, the thing that helps you grow, is his love. The thing that your life is established on, the foundation of your life is his love. Paul prayed, I pray that you will be rooted and established in love and that you would know, everyone say no, know this love. Now, Paul, I don't think Paul is just speaking there that, that you would know as a fact that God loves you. When Paul says, I pray that you would know this love, he's saying, I pray that you would experience this love. I pray that you would encounter this love. Who knows this morning that we need an encounter with the love of God? We need to experience that love in our lives. I don't know why that's uh, but I keep bumping into it. Um, uh, and Paul says, this is a love that surpasses knowledge. So in other words, it is impossible for your natural mind to comprehend how much Jesus loves you. That's why we need the Holy Spirit, Right? Put your hand on your, on your head right now. Just say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me the love of Jesus. Reveal to me the love of the Father. Amen. And Paul goes on to say, how wide, how high, how long, and how deep is the love of Christ? Hallelujah. Everyone say, hi. I'm getting you to repeat stuff because you remember it more. And there's power in confession. Amen. Everyone say high. Everyone say long. Long. Everyone say wide. Wide. Deep. Deep. Is the love of Christ Christ. for me. Hallelujah. That's Paul's prayer for the church um, in Ephesus. And I think that if Paul were to pray a prayer for the church in Kingswood this morning, the church in Hull, it would be the same prayer. I pray that you, Revive Church, will be rooted and established in the love of God. And that you will know, experience, encounter how wide, how deep, how long. There's another one. Is the love of God. What was the one that I missed? Wide. There you go. Um, so the, we, we looked at this word beloved. Everyone said beloved. beloved. Jesus is God's beloved son. When Jesus came up out of the waters of baptism, there was that declaration from his father over his life. This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. The message says, um, this, is, uh, this is my beloved son, one chosen and marked by my love, the delight of my life. Hallelujah. Now, uh, Leonie I think has already quoted Ephesians one this morning where Paul says that you, me, me and you, we have been accepted in the beloved. Everyone say accepted. You have been accepted this morning isn't that wonderful you know that is what the world is crying out for acceptance that that sense that i'm a part of something that sense that i belong that sense that that i've been welcomed in and paul says that you have been accepted you have been welcomed you belong in the beloved in Jesus, this is the wonder of salvation, that not only does the blood of Jesus forgive you of your sin and give you eternal life and wash away your past, but you are now included in the beloved, you have been baptized in the beloved, you are now one, you are now united with God's beloved son. Christ in you and you in Christ so when God looks at you he does not see your sin he doesn't see your past he doesn't see your faults and your failures and your weakness and your brokenness when God looks at you he sees the image of his beloved son shining right back at him anyone glad about that this morning come on that's worth a louder amen right the fact that that you have been saved into sonship and you have been given the full rights of sons. How much the father loved Jesus. Amen? Does anyone doubt that for a second? Does anyone doubt that the father didn't love Jesus? No. Jesus said, I know, father, that you always hear me. Jesus knew that his father was always with him. Jesus knew that his father was always at work in his life. Jesus knew that the father had a plan and a purpose for his life. He didn't doubt that for a second. And this is what Jesus said, that as the father has loved me, so I love you. Wow. Why do we doubt? That There may be a moment, a second, where God doesn't look at you with eyes of love. Because you wouldn't doubt that God ever loved Jesus, would you? And Jesus said, the sa- in the same way, the same measure of love that my Father has for me is the same measure of love that my Father has for you. Wow. You can know beyond a shadow of a doubt this morning that you are loved. That God is always with you. That God always hears you. That God is always at work in your life. Hallelujah. And in case you say, oh, well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know this in my life. You don't know what, what happens behind closed doors. Remember, you are accepted in the beloved. Amen. So all this is because you have been placed in Christ. So the same love that the father has for Jesus, he has for you. And in the same way that the father said over Jesus, this is my beloved son. What is it that the father speaks over you? This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter. So Romans chapter uh, nine, verse 25 says this, I will call... Those who are not my people, my people. And those who are not loved, I will call beloved. Wow. Everyone say, he calls me beloved. He's speaking there about the, the Gentiles who were cut off from God's promises and God's covenant. Um, but, but then, uh, uh, God is prophesying here. There's going to come a day when those who are cut off, those who are separated, are going to be accepted. And in that day, I am going to love them. And in that day, I'm going to speak a word over them. And it's beloved. So, right now, Father God speaks over you, beloved. Right now, you know, I mentioned this last week. You know, we're at that time of year, aren't we? Still in January where everybody kind of wants a word for the year. Everybody wants, you know, a prophetic word. What's God saying and all this kind of thing. You know, if you're ever stuck or short of a prophetic word, get that one. He calls you beloved. Right now, that is the word, not only of the year, that is the the word of the ages. That is the word of eternity. You are beloved beloved. That, he, I will call those who weren't loved, loved. And I will call those who are not loved, I will call them my beloved. Yeah. Hallelujah. That word beloved, we, we kind of broke it down a little bit last week, but it means to be beloved. And then the word that Darren just used, it means to esteem as well. Uh, you know, we live in a world, don't we, where we people love to pull people down. And yet God is a God who lifts us up. Yeah. He never wants to kind of pull you down and make you feel that you're inferior. Instead, he's a God who lifts us up. He's a God who esteems us. It means to be favoured. It means one who is worthy of love. It means precious. It means desirable. And it means to prize. Do you know that you're his prize? Do you know that you are the object of his desire? You have been accepted into the family of God. And Jesus said in John 8, those who are part of the family, they're part of the family forever. Hallelujah. Amen? Even the prodigal son, when he came back, the father called him son. Even when he went away, he was still a son. He was a prodigal son, he was a wayward son, but he was a son. There's nothing that we could do that could cancel out that word that he has declared you are my beloved. You are my sons, you are my daughters. Hallelujah. Um, in Psalm uh, 52 says this verse eight, "I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I, then get this: I trust in God's unfailing love forever. In fact, can we just say those few words together this morning? I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. Hallelujah. That was the declaration of the psalmist. One thing that I can trust is God's love. You know, Rachel, right at the start this morning, was talking about the absolute certainty that we can have You three have all preached my message this morning already. In the same way we can trust in his love. We can know that his love will never let us down. Who knows that you can't trust much in this world. You can't trust people sometimes. You can't trust politicians. You can't trust the weatherman. You can't trust anything. You know, sometimes even in in church, people will let us down. Leaders will let us down. A church institution can let us down. But one thing will never, ever, ever, ever fail. Never let you down. And that is the love that God has for you. Hallelujah. Zephaniah uh, Zephaniah says this, Yahweh your God is with you, the warrior saviour. He will rejoice over you with happy songs. He will renew you by his love. He will dance with shouts of joy for you. Hallelujah. Just picture that for a moment. That we've been singing songs to to God this morning. We've been singing that we love God, how great God is, how awesome he is. If only we could hear that heaven is singing a song back at us this morning. And it's not a miserable dirge. It's a song that it says there causes God to spin, to dance, to shout, to rejoice. And it's a song of love over me and you. The greatest love song that has ever been written is the song that Father God sings over me and you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It says, in, in fact, in Psalm uh, 42, it says, By day, the Lord directs his love. And at night, his song is with me. That word direct, it means to command. Yeah. So it says, by day, oh God commands love to come to Keith. Yeah. God, you remember when God said, let there be light, and there was light? God looks at Keith and says, let there be love. And love comes to him, and love lifts him, and love empowers him. By day, he directs his love, and at night, his song is over me. So even in the darkness, even in those times when we can't see, in those times of fear and confusion, God's love song is still singing over you. Come on, God's not a blues singer or a country and western singer. He sings love songs over me and you. Isn't God so good and so wonderful? So, again, the psalmist, Psalm, Psalm 52.8, I trust, let's say it again, I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. Hallelujah. That word trust in the Hebrew, it's the Hebrew word batar, and listen to this. It means to attach oneself, to confide in, to feel safe, confident, and secure. How do you know that you've got the revelation of God's love? How do you know that you trust in his love? Because you will feel safe, confident, and secure. Do, do, you, do you live life, you know, always dreading, you know, the phone to ring, or you know, you're dreading uh, that appointment, or you're dreading what's going to happen the next day, or do you have an absolute confidence in his love? Are you at complete rest secure in his love do you feel safe in his love we read last week Deuteronomy 33:12 let the beloved of the lord rest secure in him for he shields him all day long and the one the lord loves rests between his shoulders you know that you're beloved because you can rest Secure in him. No striving. No stressing. Just resting in the love of God. Resting secure. Knowing that God's love shields you. And knowing that you rest between his shoulders. Right here. He carries you over his heart. Who's in that place? Who wants to be in that place? Amen. None of us are fully right. That's why Paul says you need the Holy Spirit to reveal this so that you can rest safely, confident, securely in the love of God. I trust in his unfailing love forever and ever. Uh, Again, that word trust, batar, to attach oneself. To attach oneself. And I I was immediately um, thought of a little child that won't let go of his mum or dad, or her mum or dad. Anyone got any clingy kids? I've Got one. That's what it means to trust the love of God. In fact, do you know that that word beloved, one of the translations of the Hebrew for that word beloved is the picture of a hand grabbing hold of another hand. So give me a hand, John. I take the hand of love and I refuse to let go. So when sickness comes, I hold on to the hands of love. When temptation tries to pull me away, I hold on to the hands of love. When uh, when difficulty comes, I hold on to the hands of love. When I feel that I'm falling, I hold on to the hands of love. And, and, and even if you're not weak enough to hold on to his hand, that Jesus said, my father will never let you go of his hand. So even if you let go of his, he won't let go of yours. Amen. I'm holding on to the hands of love. And I am not letting go of those hands of love. Hallelujah. Um, stay in the Psalms for a moment. And, and Psalm 33, verse 18 says, The eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. Everyone say, my hope hope. is in his unfailing love. To hope means to wait with expectation. So in other words, no matter my circumstance, no matter my situation, I have an expectancy that the love of God is gonna be revealed. I have a confidence, I have a hope that his love is going to be demonstrated in my life. Amen? That can be your promise today, that right now you may be going through a difficulty, you may be going through a tough time, but you can have a confident expectancy. God's love is going to be the answer. God's love is going to work all things together. God's love is going to turn and transform this situation around. Hallelujah. So the one thing that we can trust, we can rely on, we can have a hope and expectancy in, is the everlasting, eternal, steadfast love of God that is for me and you. Hallelujah. Now, uh, turn with me to Romans chapter 8. can't preach on the love of God without reading Romans chapter 8, can you? And I, I don't want to say too much on this because um, how on earth can you better the words of the Apostle Paul? And to try and explain this um, is beyond me. Okay, I'm sure there may be better preachers and teachers and theologians who can explain these words. All I can do is just read it and worship because it's just incredible what Paul says. So from verse 31, he says, What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. The Amplified says, It is God who declares us blameless and puts us in right standing with God. Um, who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God interceding for us. Who shall separate us From the love of Christ. Shall trouble. Or hardship. Or persecution. Or famine. Or nakedness. Or danger. Or sword. As it is written for your sake. We face death all day long. We are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things. We are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. Just in case Paul has missed something out, he said there is nothing in all of creation that will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, that's worth an amen, right? That there, is, there will never be a moment when you are separated from his love. There will never be a moment when you, when his love is not at work and present in your life. Hallelujah. Are we getting this this morning? Amen. Amen. Um, let me, let me read that, th- those verses again, but I want to read this in the, in the Passion Translation. Um, so it says this, um, If God is determined to stand with us, tell me, who could ever stand against us? For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his Son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. Yeah. Hallelujah. Who knows he's got healing to give. He's got provision to give. He's got joy and peace to give. Anything else he has to give is available because of his love. If you doubt that, he gave his best. He gave Jesus, right? Come on. If God, if someone is willing to give you a million pounds, please, Jesus. They're certainly willing to give you 50 pence right well you know as wonderful as healing is as wonderful as blessing is as wonder as wonderful as you know um anything you could think of is it's nothing compared to the gift that is jesus amen because they're all things but he's god's beloved son so if he will give you the greater he will surely give you the lesser If you ever doubt whether it's God's will to heal you or provide for you or bless you or or work that situation out for good or or show you his favor, just remember this. Remember how much God has already given in his son. Hallelujah. It says, verse 33, Who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen in love to be his? God himself is a judge who has issued issued his final verdict over them, not guilty. Who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one. He gave his life for us and even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen, exalted and enthroned by God at his right hand. So how could he possibly condemn us since he's continually praying for our triumph? Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. Come on, just let the, the word of God wash over you this morning. Nothing in the universe has a power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. Amen. Even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all, for God has made us to be more than conquerors and has demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which he lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Hallelujah. So the foundation of his love, the sh- is, his love is a foundation of our lives. His love is a shield and the wall that surrounds us. His love is a banner over our lives. His love calls you beloved. His love comes to you. His love sings over you. His love speaks over you. His love fights for you. His love defends you. His love protects you. Hallelujah. Paul said, I am, let me find it. I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels or demons, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I am convinced. Are you convinced this morning? Are you convinced? Paul, and who knows, when Paul's talking about all this bad stuff that potentially could happen, who knows Paul's talking through experience? This is a man that's been beaten, that's been shipwrecked, that's been stoned to a half to death. Uh, This is a man that has known sin. This is a man that persecuted the church. This is a man um, who's known hunger, who's known friends betray him and turn their back on him. He's known all this stuff, and yet he reached a point in his life where he said, I am convinced. Nothing. Nothing can separate me from God's love. Amen. That's why we spell it beloved, but also be loved. Because you have to come to that place where you are convinced, like John was, I am the disciple whom Jesus loves. You have to come to that place like Paul, I know, I'm convinced, I am loved by Jesus. That's why church, we got to be in the word of God. Amen. Amen. This can't just be something that you listen to someone else kind of uh, speak, um, you know, once a week on a a Sunday morning. We have to be in the word of God every day because it's this that renews our minds to how much God loves us. That's why we gather when we gather on a Sunday, we have communion and we have it every week or most weeks, even though not a lot of churches do anymore. Why? Because I need to be convinced how much he loves me. I need to be convinced that he who did not spare his own son won't give me all things along with him. Hallelujah. I'm convinced. Does it matter in sickness, in poverty, in when people betray you or people let you down? In in any circumstance, nothing can separate me from God's love. In all the powers of hell. May come against me. Satan himself may come against me, but I will never for a moment be separated from his love. Hallelujah. Even it says not the present, so no matter what you're going through right now, God is with you with his love. All the future. So no matter what may come tomorrow, we don't know what's coming tomorrow, but we know that nothing will separate us from his love. Even death itself. Hallelujah. And this is the wonder of the gospel. And maybe you are here this morning and you have never put your trust in Jesus as saviour. The Bible says that those who have put their trust in Jesus have no fear of death. Because death is a gateway into more of his love. Amen? So even death itself has no power over the Christian, over the child of God. Even the grave has been swallowed up by his powerful, incredible love. Amen? His love empowers us, strengthens us, gives us a victory, makes us more than conquerors. Amen? in all these things so sometimes you got to be in the things but his love is there with you and his love will cause you to triumph and overcome and be victorious hallelujah now just a final few minutes this morning why is this important why preach on our identity as his beloved children You know, is it just kind of a nice kind of candy floss kind of message, tickle your ears, rub your back, make you feel good? Actually, no, the most powerful message, the most powerful thing in the world is the love of God. And we need it. Why? Because there are two spirits at work in your life fighting for something. And the thing that they're fighting over is your identity. Has anyone ever been a victim of identity theft? Not nice, is it? The devil is a stealer of people's identities. And if we just back up a few verses into into verse 15, it says this, you did not receive a spirit That makes you a slave again to fear. But you receive the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit. That we are God's children. And again let me just read this out of the Passion Translation. The Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. As he whispers into our innermost being. You are God's beloved child. So, there's two spirits at work in your life. One is a spirit of fear. One is the Holy Spirit. And both of them are speaking all the time. The spirit of fear is telling you Does God really love you? Is God really for you? That thing that you're going through, that's your fault. God's punishing you for that. Or if only you were better, then this wouldn't have happened. If only you were doing more, then this wouldn't be happening. And continually speaking words of fear of your life. What if you get sick? What if you lose your job? What if your kids go off the rails? What if this happens? What if that happens? But the Holy Spirit, it says, is speaking over you. You are loved by Abba. And whichever spirit you listen to the most forms your identity. So the spirit of fear creates slaves. And your identity is a slave, always stressing, always striving, always trying to be better, always trying to do more. But it says the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you that you are beloved, that you are a beloved son, that you are a beloved daughter. This is why this teaching is so important because who knows there is a pandemic of fear in our world. Because people have believed the lie that they are separated from God's love. And in fact, even in church, I met so many Christians who, oh, I feel far away from God or I can't get close to God. I can't hear God's voice. Or, you know, how do I do more or be better? When you realize Holy Spirit is speaking over you, you're beloved. You are beloved. And this is the power Of God's love. And um, 1 John 4, nearly finished, but 1 John 4 verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Put your hand on your heart. Say these words. No fear lives here. No fear lives here. One more time, say it like we mean it. No fear lives here. When you hear and get the revelation of God's love, it drives out fear. That word drive out, it means to cast out, to chuck out. To expel. Don't know if Darren's ever had to expel anyone. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> That's what God's loved us to fear. So who's ready for some, some casting out this morning? Come on, we'll have an exorcism this morning. <laughs> Exercise the demons, as Ace Ventura said. That's not very biblical, is it? <laughs> Come on. Fear Is cast out by the love of God. When you encounter, when you experience the love of God, it boots fear out of your life. So when you listen to those words of the enemy, fear and you're not good enough and you need to be doing more and this is your fault and what about this, what about that? It traps you in bondage. But when you are hit with the love of God, it expels fear, it drives out, it casts out fear. Hallelujah. Let me say something just about sin for a moment. I said this to the to the youth on 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 Friday. The reason why sin is so serious is that sin changes you. Sin makes you feel guilt and shame and condemnation and unworthy. But listen, sin doesn't change God. Hello? There is nothing that you could do that can change God's opinion of you, you are beloved, amen? And all that fear that we live in, that fear of punishment, that fear that that, that we're gonna be exposed or whatever it may be, it's the love of God that wants to drive that out of us, amen? Wanna close with this um, story in the New Testament. In Mark chapter 10, It's the story of the rich young man. And I'm just going to read this and then we'll be through in a moment. But it says, as Jesus started on his way, verse 17, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't give false testimony, don't defraud, honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these things, these I have kept since I was a boy. Look at this. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Keith, can you just come here for a moment? Just come stand there, look at me. And keep looking at me. Look like you love me. It says, Keith's Jesus. There you go. It says, Jesus looked at him and loved him. And Darren spoke about this. The eyes of Jesus. He looked and he shone a light in his life. He shone love. His eyes show love, mercy, kindness, goodness, favor. You are the God who sees me and he sees us with eyes of love. But you know what? Those eyes of fiery love, they also burn and convict and they shine a light on anything in our lives that would rob us of true intimacy with him. They shine a light on that unforgiveness. They shine a light on that behavior. They, they shine a light on that attitude. Those eyes of fire. For this young man, it was his wealth. It was his property. It was his greed. And those eyes, of, it wasn't looking saying, you're a bad, bad guy, you know, I'm displeased with you for being rich. No, it was eyes of love. If you would only give all this up, you could have the greatest adventure. But I want you to notice this. It says, the man, his face fell. And he was looking down instead of looking into the eyes of love. And what happened? Fear gripped his life. And he said, if I give up my wealth, what else have I got? I wonder what would have happened If he would have just kept looking into the eyes of love. And those eyes of love burn away all the fear and that love of possession until he came to that place where I am convinced I can give away everything and his love is better. He's going to provide. How the enemy wants you to look away from those eyes Look at your circumstances. Look at the things that are going on around you. But if you will just keep looking into the eyes of Jesus, you'll find eyes of love that will burn away, expel, kick out all the fear. And you will be convinced, like Paul was, nothing can separate me. You will be convinced like John was, I'm the disciple that Jesus loves. Will you be loved? today? Will you allow him to love you by keeping eye contact with Jesus? Come on, why don't we all stand this morning and worship him? Can you just come up and... Just right now, just close your natural eyes and then just let the eyes of your spirit, the eyes of your understanding... Look into the eyes of Jesus right now. John says his eyes blaze like fire. They're eyes of love, eyes of passion. Noah found favor in the eyes of God. Come on, you just see those eyes of love looking right at you right now. And just keep eye contact with Jesus right now and let that fire Convict right now. Let that fire convict of wrong thoughts, wrong attitudes, wrong behavioral patterns. Anything that you know will, will will rob you of the joy and the freedom of his love. Now when that conviction comes. How many of us, at that moment, like the rich young man, we look away. Because we want his love to kind of pat us on the back. But we don't want his love to expel some things from our lives. We don't want his love to cast some things out of us. To the religious leaders, he casts things out of the temple with a whip but for his beloved children, he casts things out of this temple with his eyes. His eyes of love. But it's the same result. All these things must go. Come on, just gaze into his eyes right now and just pray, Jesus, change me by your love. Jesus, transform me by your love right now. Jesus, I repent right now of anything in my life that would rob me Of experiencing and enjoying that love. And right now, if you're someone who particularly you struggle with anxiety or fear. Or you always feel like you've got to impress someone or please someone. You're a a people pleaser. God wants to deliver you from that right now. So that you can be at complete rest, knowing that you are beloved. Come on, right now, just physically, just either stretch out your hand or put your hand on your heart. And I just pray right now that all fear will be expelled right now in the name of Jesus. That all fear will be cast out right now. That all fear will be driven out right now by the power of his love